The Chiefs' 25-22 overtime victory over the 49ers makes Kansas City the first back-to-back champion since the New England Patriots did it nearly 20 years ago. And with a third title in five seasons, it makes the Chiefs the first post-Pats dynasty. Let's bring in Lomas Brown, color analyst for the Detroit Lions Radio Network and host of WJR Sports Wrap at 6 o'clock on weeknights. Good morning, Lomas. Hey, good morning, Jamie. I have several <laughs> questions for you, but the first is the first half was so sort of boring, mistake riddled. I I kept thinking the Lions could have really done some damage. Oh my goodness, Jamie. I was thinking that the whole game, even after the game, I was just thinking what the score might have looked like, what we possibly could have did. And um, if you were a defensive lover, you would have loved that first half of football, but you're right about that. It was just, it was, I, I was doing the same thing, Jamie, just thinking about the Lions, how we should have been there. That should have been us on that, that for the NFC. But I guess we're going to have to wait till next year. Because, Lo, I, I'm sure uh, Dan Campbell was watching that game yesterday and didn't see anything that, uh, from either team that would spook him or spook the Lions for next year. No, I think what happens is your confidence level has to go up a little bit. It really does. And, you know, I said this too, Lloyd. Um, I know Coach Campbell in the locker room after the game. I, I bet he was telling those guys that next year everything has to go through Detroit. We have such a home field advantage here. So I bet he was pumping those guys up, telling them, hey, we got to have the number one seed next year. Everything needs to go through Detroit. Mahomes walks away with another MVP award, his third. And I got to tell you, for the better part of maybe the certainly the first half, Brock Purdy seemed to be outplaying Mahomes. It was just that he had guys making an awful lot of dumb mistakes that you know, undid the good things that he did. Trent Williams had back-to-back penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, the thing about it is that I'm I'm going to take that moniker off of uh, Purdy because, again, I always thought that – and not really a game manager, but I, I didn't think he was a guy that can uh, make guys really, really better around them. And he proved me wrong against us, and he proved me wrong last night on the biggest stage. This guy is a gamer. Uh, regardless of where he was drafted at. He's just a guy that slipped through a lot of teams' um, organization and kind of went unknown. But he's a player. He's a player. He's going to be a good player for a lot of years. He's a guy that we're going to have to contend with too. So I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with Brock Purdy. I really am. Okay. As a former player, I want to ask you this. You saw Travis Kelsey sort of bump Andy Reid, and he was hot. He was talking to him pretty forcefully. What do you think about that? I've never played, but I think in the heat of the moment, it you know, it happens. Yeah, Jamie, it happens, but there's certain things that you don't let happen in the heat of the game. One thing is bumping your head coach. Mm -hmm. You know, you may bump the assistant coach, but you don't see too many times where guys come up bumping the head coach. Okay, so bumping um, prohibited. Got it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's just like hitting the referee or bumping the referee. You're automatically ejected. And when it happened, I told my wife, uh, Wendy, I told her, I said, you know what? I bet he's going to go up and apologize to coach saying that it was my bad. 
But he didn't really mean that. That wasn't an accidental bump. I don't think so. Andy Reid took it. Uh, Reid took it that way, but I don't think it was. I think it was like you said, frustration of his Kelsey, and he took it out on the nearest or the most authoritative person that he could find, and that was the head coach, Andy Reid. And give the coach credit. He stayed on his he feet. He did. Yeah, because, <laughs> he didn't go down. Yeah. <laughs> It was funny in his press conference, he said that, oh, he almost went down. He said he had to keep his balance because he said he almost went down. So, you know, again, it just wasn't a good look, you know, at that point for Travis Kelsey. It just wasn't a good look for him. And he said uh, afterwards when he was asked about it that um, he said he would just keep that to himself unless him being mic'd, because he said he was mic'd on the sideline, if they put that out, you know, what he said, you know, he says, but I'll just tell you, I was just telling him I love him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strange way a few days from Valentine's Day. That's uh, a strange <laughs> way to show that man that you love him. Yeah. I, I got to ask you, as, as, a, as a broadcaster and a player, when you look at the coverage of the game yesterday, there was you know a lot of questions about how much CBS was going to obsess about uh, Taylor Swift and the Kelsey uh, booth. Uh, did, they, did they hit the right notes there? It seemed like they, they kept it game-focused for the better part of the first half before they started to engage in that. They did, because I kept my Taylor count count. So I had only counted, and I might, you know, I was doing the Super Bowl event, so I might have missed a couple of Taylor uh, Swift shots, but I only counted five times them showing her during the game. I mean, it might have been more, but I only counted five times. So I thought that was reasonable, you know, once a quarter, you know, and everything. But I thought it was reasonable. I didn't think they overdid it. Um, I think they gave the Swifties out there enough. Uh, airtime with Taylor Swift, um, and they gave us hardcore football fans. They gave us what we came for, which was a great, great Super Bowl game. And, you know, of course, the odds have come out already by sports betting, and they have Kansas City Chiefs 5-1 to one to win it next year, San Francisco 49ers 6-1, to one, and the Lions in the third spot at 7-1. to one. So we're looking forward to hearing you call the games next season, Lomas. Absolutely. From New Orleans, Jamie, I'll be ready. I'm, I'm not going to hang out on Bourbon Street too much. No, we'll you know, do that I'm for you. For right. next year. I'm available for Bourbon Street business. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Lomas Brown. We appreciate you. Thanks. Take care. Uh, coming up on JR Morning, we talk about today's headlines. And then at 819, Nolan Finley, editorial page editor for the Detroit News.